welcome to Synapse's Brain Bank podcast, a place for people and families impacted by brain injury to share their stories and connect with specialists from the field. Join our host, Dr. Zara Whedon, as we hear from everyday Australians and tap into advice and resources to help you on your brain injury path. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Zara Whedon. We know that brain injury can have a huge impact on our social networks. So today I'm talking with Jaden Alexanderson about how we can build and maintain those relationships. Tell us a bit about yourself, Jaden. Yeah, so I was in a motorcycle accident back in 2017. I broke my neck, I broke my right leg, and I suffered two brain bleeds, which affected the left side of my body, which I am now diagnosed as a hemiplegia. Okay. And how have you found things since then? I've had a lot of struggles, a lot of challenges. I've had to adapt many things. You know, one thing is um, is eating, dressing, a whole lot of things. I was a drummer in many bands before my accidents. I no longer play drums just because I, 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 because I can't do it anymore. But then saying that, something that I have done is, you know, when my friends and my family are playing, I think about how I can, you know, get involved when, you know, we're all having a jam. So instead of playing drums, I'll just get up and sing. So that's something I can do is just get up and sing so I can still get involved. Okay. So you've obviously adapted in that context, but has it been as easy in all your relationships? Relationships with my friends. So when when I suffered my brain injury, my friendship group thinned out, not because bad blood or anything like that. It's just simply because of um, that loss of similar interests. My writing group, that's thinned out because, you know, I don't go writing anymore. My friendship groups with the football, I don't play football anymore, so that's thinned out. And again, with music, that's thinned out as well. What I've done is I've decided to find new hobbies and and make new friend groups. So now I'm doing dancing, I'm learning a new language, I went out and got my boat license, and in those 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 new hobbies, I've you know I've made new friends. That sounds great. So, Jaden, when you first noticed your friendship groups thinning out, how did that make you feel? Oh, it was very upsetting, mm-hmm. and and it's never nice noticing you know your friendship, you know your your friend group thinning out. It's never it's never a nice feeling, but. I was proactive, and when I noticed that it was thinning out, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make some new friends. And I guess, you know, I think anyway, having friends from from school to adulthood isn't very common. You know, like friendships come and go, mm. and that was the that was what I had in my head as well. That you know, because we we just simply drifted apart. You know. We mm-hmm. would reconnect maybe, you know, if I ever saw them at the pub, you know, maybe we can have a, have a drink or if I see them at a coffee shop, they can come down and have a coffee with me. And that's what I tried to to say. That's what I'm trying to say is it wasn't all bad blood. I just don't know what the word is. 
it was just we had lost similar interests. Yeah. So what I've tried to, to do is build up new hobbies and get myself into, you know, new social groups where I can go and make friends. That makes a lot of sense. But how have you found it in practice? Oh, I'm loving it. So my wife, she's Colombian, so I've, I've started to, to learn Spanish. Yeah. Another hobby that I've started to do, which I am a massive advocate for, is dancing. And the reason for that is is because dancing's really helped my walk. Okay. Because I have to, you know, I have to walk in time at a constant tempo and and finding the beat and keeping that tempo has really helped me with my with my walk and also getting my boat license saying that we don't take the boat out very often because it's quite cold but you know i do have my boat license so when we we get out and about i can you know have some fun on on a boat so obviously you're not letting anything hold you back but do you have any strategies you can share that my listeners might find useful um some strategies that i've been doing is when my friends want to go to the football, for example. Like, I'm happy to go, but what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll tell the boys, look, I'm happy to go. Let me buy the tickets so then, you know, I can look for certain spots in the, in the venue that are going to be easy for me because, it, respectfully, it goes over their head that I can't take on the stairs. And, it's you know, it's no, no fault of theirs. They just yeah. um, aren't thinking about it. So what I do is I, I take the initiative to, to say, look, boys, let me get the tickets. Just, just give me the day that you guys want to go. So then I look for um, certain seats that you know are going to be easier for me. Maybe um, less stairs or or near a lift or you know. So yeah, yeah. so I initiative to and and look after that kind of stuff because um, it, it doesn't it doesn't cross their minds until until we get to a situation where there's you know forty steps that I have to go up and yeah. then they're like oh. Then they then they say, "Oh, Jay, are you okay with this?" So, well, that's a that's a very good plan. So, Jaden, do you have any advice to people in a similar circumstance to you? Yeah. So with um, with me, for example, you know, making new friends, it's not easy, and it doesn't happen straight away. But what I would do is I would I would keep attending these these dance classes or language lesson classes. And, and keep getting involved because what happens is, is you know, we start to make, you know, small chit-chat and I start to build rapport with the people in, in the groups and the classes and then we end up starting to know what each other's doing on the weekend and then we end up starting to have a, a big conversation and that's, a, and that's how it all started for me in building building relationships. So, so some advice that I would tell people is just to, be proactive and get, and get yourself out there and, and to keep attending these groups because friends will come because when you keep going back to these um, groups, you know, they, they recognise you and they want to know how you're going. So, yeah. Jaden, you work for Synapse. Yes. You, we'd love to hear a little bit about your role. Yeah, so I'm a family liaison officer for Synapse, and my region is the Illawarra. Mm -hmm. I help and support people with brain injuries as well as the carers if they are needing any information 
to do with NDIS or eye care or, or local service, service providers in their area. I'm happy to, you know, help them with any of that information. If they need to, you know, if they're going through any hard times, um, they're more than welcome to give me a call and I can, you know, help point them in the right direction to, you know, get any, any issues or challenges sorted out. Jaden, can you please tell us about the Reconnections Group, which I hear is Australia-wide? Yeah, so on online we've got a couple of um, social groups. We're starting to do Reconnections Groups everyone can attend, mm-hmm. which, which is done online. We've got Queensland, WA is just starting up, um, New South Wales, and we have members in Tasmania, Victoria, South Australia. Gosh. Some programs that we're doing at, at Synapse, we're also doing um, a something called the one-to-one peer connection intake. Mm-hmm. So what, what that is, is we, we match participants who have suffered a brain injury. We match them to if one wants to be a mentor, one wants to be mentored, mm-hmm. and if anyone just wants to make a friend. So that's something else we've got going on in the background at Synapse as well. If anyone is interested in taking in the, the one-to-one, they can just get in touch with us um, at Synapse or they can speak to one of the liaison officers in their area and they can just call us at Synapse or email. The information is also on our website as well. Jaden, could you tell us about how other people can join the Reconnections group? Yeah, so if, if anyone is interested in joining the Reconnections group, they can get in touch with us um, by email or they can phone us at Synapse. What will happen is we'll also email them a Zoom link. Mm-hmm. It'll have the meeting ID number and the password, uh, which will get them access to join the um, the Zoom group. A couple of topics that we, um, that we talk about at the Reconnections we, we speak about a lot of things. Um, some members will talk about maybe some treatments or programs that they've they've done and want to um, let others know, you know, what's helped them, what hasn't helped them. Also want to get some feedback on things that they may not have tried yet. Mm-hmm. Other um, members want to talk about things that they've achieved, maybe that they got their driver's license or They've found new hobbies and they want to let others know what hobbies that they've done that might be good for others. Jed, and I think there are some Facebook groups. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've got um, two Facebook groups at Synapse. So we've got the Synapse Reconnections group on Facebook and all the members that are on that Facebook group are members who have suffered a brain injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a good place to, to speak to others who are in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have another Facebook group called Science Reconnections Carers. Now, that one is for, for the carers specifically. Any, any carers that have any questions about how, oh gosh, anything. Because I know when I had my injury, I didn't know of, of these Facebook groups and I would have loved to have had 
this Facebook group where I could have asked that I could have asked others in in a similar situation. Yeah, Jaden, how important have been relationships for helping to get your life back together? It's been very important. My family relationship has been very supportive of me and always pushing me to get up and you know do some rehab. Mm-hmm. Always supporting me. I've I've had. Thankfully, I've had very good support at home, as well, as well as my friends, but just at home, relationships at home has been good. My friends, they've all been quite supportive. But like I said, sometimes, you know, they won't remember or, you know, not think, it, it, you know, it doesn't cross their mind that I've got this brain injury. So, and, you know, they, they just may forget, but they are still very supportive. That's good. How big an issue do you think loneliness is for people who've had a brain injury? Oh, it's massive mm. and it's so terrible. And it's the, actually the reason why I got into this role. When I was in the brain injury unit, I remember um, seeing all the patients in the, um, in the brain injury unit not having any, any family, friends or any support coming to visit them and I because I would have I would have my family and friends come and visit me in hospital. Mm. And I remember saying to my mum, I want to get into a position where I can where I can help some of these people in this room because it's really sad that, you know, these people don't have anyone. Mm. And that's what I did. I, 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 you know, I went back to school, TAFE, mm-hmm. and trained up and skilled up so I can get into a position where I can help them. How important are friendships to your recovery? It very much helped. It helps me a lot. Yeah. Because I would want to go do things with my friends, but, you know, I couldn't. Yeah. What I would try to do is is better myself so that my friends didn't feel like they had to leave me out because it, was, it wasn't that they were being nasty. It was just they wanted to – they didn't want me to feel – that I couldn't do it. So that's why they didn't end up inviting me out because I couldn't do the 40 stairs. Yeah. But to your questions, I think they're absolutely important. Um, it, it drives me to, to get better and, um, and to, to move on with my recovery. And I guess like some advice to people in a similar situation is to be proactive. And for me, it was doing dancing and getting myself into all these social groups and to, oh gosh, make, make your own story and be the best you, you you can. I think you are a great story, that positivity and your proactiveness. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I guess when I suffered my brain injury, I was, I was focused on, on who I wanted to be. I guess it always changes. Like at 15, I wanted to be like Tony Hawk. You know what I mean? And at 20, I wanted to be a rock star. At 25, I wanted to try everything. We change. And now at 30, you know, my goal is just to be a, a, a good husband and a good dad. So I guess I just want people with brain injuries to know that, you know, life's constantly changing. So, you know, life's constantly changing with or without a brain injury. Having acquired a brain injury... I was constantly focused on who I who I was prior to my my brain injury. Our values change, our outlook on things change, and we're constantly evolving. So I thought, who 
I wanted to be and who I wanted to be was someone who made a difference. You're a great example. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've, I've, I've worked so hard. And like I said before, when I, um, when I was in the brain injury unit and I had met all these patients in the hospital, absolutely had no one. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. And I just wanted to get into a position where I could help these people um, and help people in a similar situation. And thankfully, I I am. I'm in a position where I can give people support and a social and emotional support. I think that's great, and I think that's what they need. Yeah, I do. I just wish I did this job before my accident because I do. I I love it. Oh, that's great. So, Jaden, thank you very much for sharing your story and advice with us. No worries, guys. All the best. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Brain Bank podcast. Brought to you by Synapse, Australia's peak body for brain injury. Make sure you visit our website, synapse.org.au, where you'll find useful resources and tools to connect you to our brain injury community. And while you're there, please complete the podcast survey. We want to know what you've enjoyed, what's worked for you, and what you think we should cover in the next series. At Synapse, we're creating change for people from all walks of life who have been impacted by brain injury. Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.